Howard, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Hey, listen, it's always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. We've been in this for a while together, man. So yes, sir. I always love kicking it with you. Great, great. So I read your bio and I didn't do it justice. So take a minute, two minutes, and tell people exactly what you do. And not only that, but tell what you do in plain English terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty straightforward. We're creating a pipeline of 1 million uh, BIPOC and women professionals and uh, emerging tech industry. And right. the emerging tech is Web3, biotech, telecoms, uh, fintech, uh, virtual reality space. Uh, and we're just having a great time doing that. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, one thing I want to talk about is I know you're, you're in the metaverse, uh, Web3. I feel like, you know, 12 months ago, we heard a lot about the metaverse. There was, there was Facebook doing it. There was Meta, all the stuff. But I feel now, at least as far as the media goes, it's kind of died, it's kind of died down some. So tell me about the metaverse and how it will continue to be integrated into our everyday lives. Yeah, well, you know, one thing I've learned, Sterling, is that we can't let the media dictate what's important, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Um, you know, it's you know, so you know, to leverage the media as a talking point says, you know, it doesn't say a lot when it comes to like things that really matter and like right. where investments are really going. Um, but however, I will say this. Uh, it's so it's interesting, man. So many companies have moved to virtual reality training just because of the way that it is is more economical and it's yeah. standardizing. Uh, how training is done. Just the other day, I was at Bank of America where I'm a small business banker there. And I'm talking to the teller saying, oh, what's like my agency? She says, oh, what is that? And we talk about it. She said, oh, wow, my entire staff has been trained in virtual reality. Right. So the thing about it is that for the, for the average person or for the residential customer, the virtual reality space has kind of dwindled when it came to the conversation because they're still socializing that. Uh, but when it comes to uh, enterprise and industry, they all are using virtual reality because of right. the many benefits that it gives um, to standardize, you know, their practices, but also it's a cheaper way to get, get things done in, in a very uh, uh, professional manner. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think education now is being broken down because thinking about school, kid to 12, college, it's been the same way for how many years now? Who knows? But yeah, this virtual world is allowing us now to really, no matter where you are, what you're doing, to be able to connect and get information. So I think that's awesome. So let me ask you this. How can communities of color take advantage of Web3 and Metaverse? What things should we be doing now to get ready for the advances that are coming? Yeah. So communities of color, um, lose it to level the playing field, um, to create opportunities uh, uh, that will warrant disenfranchise for us because of distance, because right. of economics, and because of intelligence. Uh, for instance, a Morehouse University has created the first HBCU meta university uh, with the use of Victory XR and the leadership right. of Dr. Morris. Uh, special announcements, this announcement, Dr. Flag, Serena Long, Black Meta Agency is now a reseller and a partner with Victory XR, meaning that we now can sell devices and also we're incorporating awesome. these devices into our, our programming. Wow. And so that allows us to train, allows us uh, to actually support other institutions now that are trying to find ways to increase learning. Uh, Web3 is actually, uh, as well, Web3 specifically, uh, virtual reality uh, research says that 80% retention is created with Web3 versus Web2 or traditional learning. That means our children can learn at a better rate and absorb more information. So it's about education, it's about empowerment, and it's about opportunities that once were disenfranchised. 
Right, okay. So we know there's this divide that says technology. So this new technology, of course, it requires computer power, internet, all that stuff. So how do you see that that changing? How are communities that are underserved, that have lack of access to technology, going to be able to take advantage of the technology? Well, they're going to be able to take advantage of the technology because I, most devices are a couple hundred dollars. And this, this device, it's only a couple hundred dollars, gives you access to millions and millions of, of billions of opportunities that are out there. Right. And I say that because once they, once before you had limited access to trainings, to education, even to quality of entertainment. Now you can have the same quality of entertainment, quality of education that someone in the UK, someone right. in the Netherlands has, someone in China has. And okay. that is only, it's available in the open platform. That's the beautiful thing about this next Web3 is called decentralizing, right. democratizing yes. the internet. So for me, it, it allows our community or communities of color, communities that are disenfranchised that are all around the world to be able to have the same quality of content um, that um, those that are in the upper echelon has uh, allowing us to now, you know, get advanced information and training and materials. Okay, great. Let's back up some. So the metaverse, Web3, that's kind of new stuff. So how did you uh, get involved in that? What you what drew you to this field? Man, I mean, the first thing that drew me to the field was it was like the uh, Samsung had this uh, headset where you put your cell phone onto the headset, and I thought okay. that was really cool. Right. But I got pulled in from this entertainment. And then okay. once I started to see, seeing the education protocols, uh, I started saying, okay, wow, um, how can we as a community engage in this for business owners? Uh, my background right. is cybersecurity, business development. And I'm always thinking of like, how can businesses utilize the next wave of technology? And so uh, my first level of engagement was actually presenting uh, in DC uh, with Enlightened CEO, uh, Antoine Ford. And we were showing students and also him about how this allowed any company to multiply their workforce um, at a fraction of the cost. Meaning, for instance, uh, Sterling, you needed to repair a technology stack, a network stack. Then right. you literally, all you need to do is put on an XR headset and you have someone to pipe in and, and tell you, hey, move this cord here, okay. move this cord there with the digital layout. So those type of protocols, those type of use cases right. said, wow, how can we leverage this mm -hmm. now to help our communities, but also to build our businesses in a more efficient um, and, and right. expeditious manner. Okay. So when I hear you talk, you know, I hear solutions for, I guess, bigger companies that when you're training and other events, but let's talk about that small business. How can a small business use the technology to leverage what they're doing? Yeah. I'm working now with uh, the International Franchise Association or, and also another franchise association to where now they're allowing small business franchises now to do the same trainings that I built or McDonald's or Bank of America would do. So now instead of you hiring a trainer to come in, spending $20,000, $15,000 a month, you get right. these headsets and you plug into one standard training. Now, two right. things happen. You have a standard practice that is now replicable right across industry. And also it's at a fraction of the cost. So now small businesses can increase their customer service, can increase their service delivery, and also the quality of performance uh, by just accessing this device and leveraging the same quality training that multi-billion, multi-million dollar companies have. Okay, that, that, that's awesome. Okay, so I guess in your experience being new to the industry, what are some of the challenges that you found as far as 
interest, a barriers to entry? What are some of the things, challenges that you come against? The biggest barrier to interest, Sarah Sully, is education. Uh, yeah. We have so many misunderstandings, uh, so many misconceptions, and there are so right. many myths um, that exist within the black and brown community with technology okay. that that's one of the biggest barriers. Okay. And once we're able to make the information palatable, but also relatable, then it's like a veil drops and they start thinking of all these other ideas they can leverage right. this technology for. So the biggest thing that I've been talking mm -hmm. to people about is like we have to educate people, then empower people, and then engage them in the process. Right, okay. I, I know as a small business owner, there's so many things. There are apps, there's websites, social media, there's Web3, there's the metaverse. So if I'm overwhelmed with this stuff, where where do I start? What's that entry point you think a person can use for the business? That's something that they can use to get started. Well, I think that the first entry point that I, I like to say is that go to YouTube University. Yes. Go to YouTube and type in use cases for right. virtual reality for small businesses. And the reason why I think that's so critical because, you know, if you can see it, you can achieve it. And I know that's so cliche, but right. once you start seeing the simple applications and the simple ways you can utilize this to the more complex ways, then you start seeing that, wow, they're no different than me. They just took a step forward into innovation. They just took a step forward into being courageous learners and also lifelong learners. Um, so the first step that I would implore anyone to do is to literally go to your nearest Best Buy or technology service center and just ex experience the device for the first time. Uh, we do that with Black Meta Agency. We have expressional events to where we actually are engaging people and just seeing, hey, how you can travel within the metaverse. Sterling, if you go to YouTube right now, type in 360 videos, okay. and you can see the same quality of video and right. access that through a headset. So now you can ride roller coasters, go into deep sea excavations, uh, go into parts of the world you never could have before. So those are the simple ways I think people should just start testing out this, testing out this uh, technology. Then they start to adapt and say, okay, wow, I can use it for this or that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that. A lot of times technology, we talk about stuff, these big pictures, but what are the everyday applications? So I think that's really, really informative to have to let you know where you can get started. So I see you at, at events all the time talking about Web3, uh, roughing uh, your company. But in these events, these workshops, what are you doing? Is your purpose to inform, educate? Are you trying to just build momentum? What's your, your strategy for, for speaking about the metaverse? Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I have a very interesting strategy. My agency, uh, I'm a big music fan. And I said, hey, I can't go into the music agency. I can go into the metaverse agency space. Who, who's so your favorite rapper? I events. How's it again? Who's your favorite rapper? My favorite rapper? Uh, I'm going to say Jay-Z, Book of Hole. Is in okay. Brooklyn. All go right. Check it out. It's Good choice. Uh, but I'm a Drake fan as well. Right. Uh, and just like they, they drop mixtapes. Right. My events are like mixtapes. Okay. I'm collaborating like with people, right? I'm testing out different quote unquote uh, uh, mixes or different type right. of experiences to see what is sticky, what is the community <laughs> really listening to or really gravitating right. towards. So a couple of things happened at my engagements. Uh, one shout out to Eric Brown Jr. He is my official VRXR specialist. And we've got some amazing things together. Uh, right. For instance, we did a sneaker ball gala. And how, why is VR at a sneaker ball gala? Because now we're showing those that are patrons of that event that this is what our youth need to experience from an education standpoint. So now right. they're doing surgical procedures in the metaverse. Okay. Uh, sometimes what we're doing is meditation 
Meditation in the Metaverse. <laughs> and then last week with uh, Get Cities and Porch Fest to where busy day, we have a pause, and now they go into this other world right. of the ocean, the, the sea, and the stars. So, you know, we're finding ways to, one, so the social implications, but also mm -hmm. the education and the training implications. And we're the first time people have ever touched the VR equipment. Right. So just for me personally, it's just an experience, it's an experience that I can't describe. They bring in so much joy to see people okay. say, oh, wow, this is so cool. Okay, great. So let's say I, I'm in high school. I'm in the 11th, 12th grade. I'm hearing about the metaverse, Web3. What is something that uh, a, a young person in the high school college can do now to get into this field? Well, the, the first thing, again, I, I want them to engage with it. Um, and you say get into this field. So this field is so broad, uh, yeah. Sterling. VR can be creating uh, metaverse worlds in, in Bosco. VR could be creating storylines. I mean, it's such an incredible uh, broad spectrum. Right. What we're doing with high school students right now in Philadelphia, we actually are working with Change Our Future Foundation, and we're doing health careers leveraging VR right. to how students experience the different careers within health, different careers uh, within meteorology and media, and also the different careers in sports medicine and, and in sports uh, technologies. And so we are having engaging discussions, trainings, they do doing research, and then after they do that, they go into the metaverse to get that immersive experience. So if you're a student, there are so many trainings now to where you can get certified uh, within VR uh, training. Also, mm -hmm. you can go online and take your own courses and learn how to create. The right. great thing now about this whole ChatGPT, OpenAI, Dolly mm -hmm. world, is that now you can actually voice text and create meta worlds. Right. So there is really no, there's no excuse right. why we can't have yeah. presence and, and engage our creativity into this mm -hmm. new paradigm. Right, right. I, I love what you said. So pretty much the metaverse is what you make it. You can do anything. So if you're into music or into sports, there's an application, there's a way to do that in the metaverse. So um, I like that. So before we close out, is there anything you, you want to share with us? I, I know it started out, you said you want to reach a million people. So What's your plan? Yes. What's your goal to reach a million people? I love it, man. Look at you, man. This is why you are Sterling McKinney. <laughs> so our approach to reaching that one million is right. strategic partnerships. Okay. Recently, we've also partnered with CES, which is the Cumulative, Cumulus Encrypted Storage System. And I'm an advisor. And in my advisor role, I'm helping them penetrate the higher education marketplace. So right. we're doing that with the International Hackathon, with Duke University and the ACCU. If you're interested in joining that international hackathon where we're hacking to solve a problem within the blockchain space, then hit us up. Uh, and you can follow us online. Uh, some other things that we're doing is that now we're getting ready to deploy uh, one of our really cool conferences called Chocolate Con. And Chocolate okay. Con is, is led by Quartz Fest DC. It's right. a celebration of DC's Black history, culture, music, art, and history via technology. So we're creating the, the web-based platform and that protocol. And then lastly, shout out to ByteConf, um, Blacks and Technology Entertainment Conference, a Black Innovation Technology Education Conference. Uh, we are launching our third year conference in Miami, Florida in April, where I'll be doing uh, metaverse experiences, engaging conversation across the entire emerging tech space. Okay. And lastly, our Basel 2023, we're right. here. We're actually having an activation uh, on December the 8th uh, oh. from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. 
right. at Citizen M Hotel uh, with Akebe, another colleague here in D.C. that's launching uh, his, his networking group. So we're doing a lot of things, and we just want to encourage more people to support us, get down with Black Meta, and uh, you know, let us take you into the metaverse. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Well, look, tell people how they can find you online and how they can contact you if they want more information. Yeah. So uh, you can contact us uh, on all platforms. You can type in your search bar, Black Meta Agency. You know, it's only one of us out here. We want to one. Uh, we actually are on online. Our Instagram is DMAWeb3. But if you type in Black Meta Agency, uh, we'll come up on every platform, Instagram, right. you know, LinkedIn, et cetera. And then lastly, we also are doing a Black Friday sale. So I know you, I know you see our, our merch, Sterling. You know, we got hoodies. We got T-shirts. Right. We have hats. Uh, we have uh, trinks coats. And, and yeah, we just that. here to kind of get engaged in that fashion tech right. world. Uh, pretty soon, we actually will be launching an NFT line to okay. where now you will be able to access our apparel through an NFT and actually working with Web3 DC right. on some really cool innovations in, in, in fashion technology as well. Right. Awesome. Um, when, when do you sleep? It seems like you're involved in everything. You're always traveling, speaking somewhere. So I, this is a personal thing. How do you, how do you manage it all? Man, so I'll say this, man. I made a sacrifice. And the sacrifice that I made was that I want to level the playing field for my family and break generational curses in wealth building and also becoming a, a global change engineer. And so I did make the sacrifice. I don't have a lot of free time. I don't have a very busy personal life uh, because I pour all of this into my passion, all this into my work. And right. this is the season. Uh, I, I feel I'll be in this season for another couple of years and I'll be able to kind of slowly uh, transition out. But because yeah. I know that time is now, the it's paradigm good. shift is literally right now, bro. Like we've been looking back on this five years and I'm like, yo, right. remember when they was just talking about metaverse? Now right. it's everywhere. Now we have extended reality everywhere. So for right. me, I, I just take, I do take time to myself to take sabbaticals for right. a couple of weeks. Like last year I went to the Amazon and it's ayahuasca, and I pray with shamans for a week. Right. And I just recentered and grounded. So, uh, but yeah, I make a sacrifice, bro, because I feel like our generation needs, uh, and if not me, then who? That's what I say. Right. Okay, great. I love that. Well, Howard, thank you for your time. It was great speaking to you, learn more about everything you do. Um, so once again, thank you for being on this podcast. Man, thank you so much, man. Shout out to you and what you're doing. And man, check out Sterling. If you don't see Sterling online, you're not online. Because he's putting out content Every day, man. So, man, I salute you and your work ethic, man. And salute also to you being an amazing father and a husband to your family. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But, but like you said, I mean, now's the time. You know, I always say, tell people, there was a time when the, the iPhone was new. I, I call it the pre-iPhone stage. You know, people were no. waiting on the fence, but technology would be so fast. So you don't want to be looking, looking back four or five years from now and say, man, I wish you invested in the metaverse or technology or even video. So you got it. Now, now is the time because... I'll say now, the metaverse technology things are things are new. This is the time you want to get in. This is the time you want to invest because there's so many times, especially in communities of color, we're on the outside looking in. Oh man, I wish she invested then. Now look at the industry. Yeah. So once again, like you said, now is the time to invest in this technology, this industry, and I think above everything, it's the time just to experiment, just to see the things that what it is that we don't know exactly what it is yet, but. Keep yeah. innovating, keep experimenting. And um, I'll say one thing too. I think one thing that holds back a lot of people is just, just fear. Oh, you know, I do a lot of workshops, a lot of talking. And a lot of people I talk to, they know what to do. They know the steps. But for some reason, they're scared 
of technology. They're scared of the internet. They're scared of the metaverse. And I always say, don't be scared. Don't let this thing hold you back. You know, and once again, like you said, I think that fear comes from lack of experience. Once you test it, once you feel it, once you go to that website, once you go to the metaverse, you get it. So, um, yeah, once again, thank you for putting your time, what you're doing. And I you know, can't wait to have you on the podcast again. Man, thank you so much. I can't wait, man. Bring me back again soon. I can't. <laughs> I will. <laughs>